Hey mamas, thank you so much for tuning into this week's show. Today we are doing part two of Tamana Rashawn's interview. And I'm so excited about this episode because she really touches on owning your past mistakes and how you respond to trolls and just shares a beautiful story about how motherhood has helped her grow as a person and as a brand in this space, which I think that a lot of us can relate to. Um, So we're going to dive right in. As soon as you hear the intro, the episode is going to take off right where the last episode um, ended. So get ready to dive into a really vulnerable and honest episode and conversation with Tamana Rashawn. You're listening to the Mommy Influencer Podcast, where we dive into motherhood social media marketing and hear from inspiring mommy influencers, brands, and industry experts to bring you the inside knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence and business through purposeful online content creation. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and I'm a Navy veteran and registered nurse turned stay-at-home mom turned full-time motherhood influencer on track to be a six-figure earner this year through social media marketing alone. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to take your influence to the next level. So with running your website, how often do you do the live classes? I do live um three times a month, but typically it's like every seven to 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to, and this is the other part that's very, very interactive with my audience and um, kind of ties into social media in a way. I try to tie everything um, together so that I, my engagement is increased and my relationship with my audience is very strong. So when I do my live classes, I also ask them, go ahead and comment on my Instagram or on my DYFL Instagram page and tell me what else you want to learn. Give me more ideas of what to teach you, even if it's work from other people, because what I'm doing now is I'm also inviting other educators to come to the show and teach my girls their ways too, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's called takeover classes. So I do three classes a month. Um, on average. And sometimes I'll do bonus takeover classes with another huge educator from around the world. They'll come to LA and um, teach one of their signature tricks. And it honestly opens up so many doors for them too, um, because they're now exposed to a huge audience and they teach master classes and they're able to sell tickets to their master classes if these people end up loving their teaching style. And I'm very picky on who I bring to the class. Like they have to be able to teach in a way that people can understand because mine, you know, I'm being mindful of the people that aren't professional artists or hairstylists that just want to learn from them for themselves. They should also be able to kind of follow along and pick up tricks. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it works. And that's, is it still the $19 that you were talking about? Yeah, that's the monthly fee. So like membership wow. is 19 bucks a month, or you could do 150 a year. And that includes a free beauty box already worth $130. So, um, of course we want to make people have a better incentive, um, or give them an incentive to stay on longer. So our model is, you know, obviously $19 a month is super affordable. That's like, you know, three cups of coffee. So affordable. Yeah. Um, you know, so skip one cup of coffee a week and you can afford my monthly membership. Um, it's cheaper than the price of a makeup brush. Like I've paid 60 yep. bucks for a makeup brush. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so true. Yes. 
Um, but then the yearly 150 a year, and we do have sales once in a while, like Independence Day is coming up. You know, we have a sale coming on then. Um, so 150 a year will give you the whole year's um, basically membership fee covered. And that beauty box that gets sent to your home and the items that are inside that beauty box, like I said, are worth $130. So essentially you're only paying 20 bucks for your whole year, which is the same price of like a one month. So, and the items that are included in the beauty box, um, I use them in the classes so that the people who are yearly members can also use them in the classes and achieve the same looks without having to go out and buy so many things. So so I'm very, very mindful of everything. It's got to, you know, make sense. It's got to be good stuff, good content, and it's got to pack a major, major value, like crazy in your face, obvious value. Um, and I feel like that's really helped us too, because imagine if I would have started at like, you know, $400 a year or $300 a year or $200 a year, even, um, that already like th- there's like something called the magic number, right? Like for subscriptions. And we kind of went through so many different like trials of of testing out ideas and numbers um, through survey and we found out that $19 a month was like that golden number for us for the type of content that we're pushing and the type of membership that this is and you know 150 a year is gonna give you so many more you know members that are willing to spend that instead of having a higher amount per year, but then you'd get less members. So for, for something like this, which is like an online, you know, subscription based model, you're looking at quantity, you need more people to sustain your business. And so for that reason, we ended up never going up in price. We were going to do 150 during our launch and then go back to 250 as a regular price. And I ended up just keeping the launch amount because I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with this. This is great. People are able to afford it without having to double think their decision. Um, and they're getting a beauty box out of it. This is just incredible. I, I'd i be a member if I wasn't the teacher, you know? Heck yeah. I'm like, sign me up. This is, it's attainable for every, you know, it, it expands your audience too, because obviously you're going to attract the guys and gals who want to be professional makeup artists or who have mm-hmm. that more professional mindset but you're attainable to the mom like me who just wants to yes you know look good or you know try to put themselves together day to day and and the fact that so reachable is so great so you're so smart so smart I'm gonna have to pick your brain (laughs) off of this podcast one day because I just am so impressed with what you do thank you and so I usually end the podcast by doing a series of rapid fire questions that I okay everybody and the first one is my favorite. It's just, what do you influence that you are most proud of? The obvious answer has got to be my daughter. I am really, really trying to be the best role model for her. And she's already learning so much from being in this industry. I call her my set life baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of like how she has already become an influencer. I have influ- I as an influencer has have influenced my daughter to be <laughs> an influencer at two years old. And what's so funny is people think, okay, I'm pumping out this content, but she's like really not a part of it. She's the model of it, but she's not really doing anything. But the truth is she she creates the content. She wants me to take her picture. She's into it. She dresses up. She picks out her outfits all the time. I obviously help her. Um, but it's her content. And a lot of it is videos. And I don't tell her what to do she does it she creates the stuff 
and I'm doing it. And I'm so proud. I feel like this is like my proudest, proudest thing that I've ever done is create this little human being and let her kind of take over her Instagram, you know, let her take over her content. And she's just making me realize more and more like how much these little people are truly just little versions of us. And how we are and how we, you know, um, go through life and and react to certain situations and whatever. This is all going to be learned by our little ones. So um, the most important thing I've ever influenced is her. And I feel like it's keeping me on my toes, too, to make sure that I don't mess up. And I don't, you know, do. Obviously, we're all going to mess up. But I it makes me not want to slip. Because I want her to remain, you know, the person that she is and keep growing and be a strong little girl. And, you know, I want her to be like me, but I want her to be a much better version of me. Yeah. And there's that awareness there when you know that this little innocent human being is looking up to you and what you're doing. It just shifts your mindset so much. Like you can't give up. You can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, you can't. You have to double think before you do anything because those little eyes are always watching and always. she is such an influencer just her story alone and you sharing that um that beautiful story <laughs> shared today like obviously <laughs> but beyond the actions just what you guys stand for is just such a beautiful influence in general thank you and so how much time do you dedicate to social media in general between your page and um alia's page I'm a bad girl. I'm online all the time. <laughs> well, I think worst. people are afraid to say that, but it's the reality. It is. You. I'm always on, girlfriend. I, you know, my daughter, what's so funny is I'm very present with my daughter. I do things with her. We take her places. Like, I'm very much a hands-on mom. But my ha- my other hand is always on my phone. And maybe people might look at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? Just be present. I'm present. I'm present and I'm recording a lot of things because I want to look back at these memories and I want to remember always that my daughter did this on this day and I, you know, she's not going to stay a little forever. I, I need these memories to stay with me and I need to document every little thing. So my phone is always with me just in case something's going on and I can just whip it out and like record it. Yeah. I dedicate, you know, all her nap times and her bedtimes to me and my actual content, um, like editing and, responding here and there the time that I'm in the car where my husband's driving and I'm just in the front seat and my kids just singing songs in the back I'm you know responding to comments I just throughout the day you know any little moment that I have I'll go in and I'll just you know be on I feel like it's important for people like me who are so invested in social media to you know we're just all 24 7 like available and online so that's just my life (laughs) yeah and I like I said I'm glad that you're real about it because I I really do think that people are afraid to say hey I'm that mom who you know does have my phone in my hand all the time because I'm I'm guilty of the same thing it's always I'm the same way I just don't want to miss anything and Mm -hmm. I like to capture it all and it is part of the business that we do but it's so true people I, I feel like people need to hear that honest response because as much as we all want to say oh you know I dedicate two hours before my kids wake up to, you know, do social media. And then I hands off and it's uh-huh. arts and crafts. Like I envy those moms that can do that, but it's not the uh-huh. reality for everybody. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. What's crazy is that if I don't have my phone on me and my daughter sees my phone, like on the other side of the room, she'll go running 
and grab the phone and give it to me. Oh like, my she gosh. knows that that phone yeah. <laughs> goes with my mom. It should not be all the way on the other side. Like, whoa, what is going on right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there a mistake that you've made in this space um, that you would go back and change? I feel like we all have our mistakes, right? We all have our regrets. But at the same time, I it's hard for me to say I would want to go back and change it because we learn from a lot of these things. I mean, if you're lucky, you learn from it. And for a lot of the mistakes that I've made, um, you know, being an influencer, whatever, I've looked very stupid online. I've looked like a bully online. Um, that was not my intention. I've never wanted to bully anyone. I've, I've never, you know, you know I'll, I'll give you an actual example. When people... When you share a lot of your life on social media, it's very open to scrutiny and to internet bullies, right? And our natural response to this is to fight back. And I used to do that. So the younger Tam, the Tam before she became a mom, used to fight back. And that would make me a bully. And I am still very ashamed of some of the responses that I've written in the past to people who are, you know, they have a right to their opinion. I'm asking for it because I'm pumping out my life on social media. But there were things that really got under my skin and that hurt me. You know, if you say something about my family or if you say something about someone I love, um, that would get under my skin a lot. Um, or if you attack my character, um, that would get under my skin a lot. And so any of those type of comments, um, at that time I was, you know, younger and feistier. And again, I wasn't a mom yet. So I hadn't gone through that complete transformation that I like to call it of becoming a mom and, and, and understanding things on a deeper level. So not to say that that was my excuse, but I mean, yeah. That that's why I wrote back and I, I said a lot of things and, you know, I defended myself in a terrible way. <laughs> and so things like that, you know, I, I wish I could take back. But at the same time, I had to do it to learn what the consequences of that would would be, because once I would fight back, then I'd get even more hate from people saying that's not professional. You're a business owner. You shouldn't be talking like that to your followers. And mind you, these people are not my followers. The people who are saying horrible things to me are not my followers. And if they were following me, they were following me for the wrong reasons, but that doesn't matter. As a public figure, you need to keep your cool and keep your mouth shut. And if somebody says something that irks you, you're supposed to delete the comment and block them and move on not add more fire to it and make people more heated and more people jump into the argument and make, it becomes this thing that becomes bigger than life and it's not worth it. And after I had my first miscarriage, um, I realized, and that was actually, that miscarriage was during a time that I was fighting a lot online. People were attacking me for something I never did. There was rumors about me spreading from some stupid hate page or whatever. There's so many T pages that just love to stir up drama in the beauty community. Oh, yeah. And I was caught up in, in one of those dramas. And I, I'm not even in the beauty community like that. Like, I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not like, I don't talk to anybody. I'm in my own lane and I stay in my own lane. That's how I prefer it. 
but you know, people like to drag you into things that you're not even involved in. And so I was like fighting back and I was super stressed. And honestly, I blame myself for that miscarriage. I feel like I let people hurt oh, me no, in don't a way. say that. Don't say that. You know, it Aww. sucks because you know, when you're under so much stress, a lot of bad things happen in your body, you know? And I, as much as people are like, no, you didn't cause your miscarriage. It just happens. It's common. I know that I feel like if I was in a better state of mind, maybe it may not have happened. Maybe. And like, so yeah. I you can't, feel... you can't think about that or dwell on that, I but you know, know. it's, it's so amazing that you would even touch on that or say something. It's just so humanizing, you know, people see these large accounts and I think that's where they forget when they're being so nasty and, yeah, and doing yeah. all these things is that they almost forget that you are a human, right. you know, they forget to view you as an actual person yeah, with yeah. things going on besides what you post on Instagram. And, you know, it's, I'm sorry you had to even it's, go through that, but like but it's, said, like it's one growing of things. things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And honestly, I feel like because of all that stress I was under and what happened, you know, whether it was related to that or not, um, I feel like the second time around when I got pregnant with Alia, I became so enlightened and I was healed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at that point, and everyone in my family noticed that I no longer gave a crap about any of that negative stuff. If someone had something to say, they could say it. It'll just be deleted anyways. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even give it any thought. And once in a blue moon, if I felt like responding to a question that was snooty, I would respond to it in the sweetest possible way. And I felt damn good about it. And, and you know, they hate that too. Yeah. 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 Killing oh. with kindness, you know? Yes. It's so true. And that's who I became. You know, once I became a mom or before even becoming a mom, just being pregnant changed me so much. And, you know, I'm proud of who I am now. I'm proud of the way that I respond or don't respond to comments like that. And I am so not even shook by, by things that people say anymore. I don't even look at pages that talk crap. I don't look at videos on YouTube. I don't do any of those things because now I have something that's so much more important that relies on me being the happiest me for her to be the happiest her, that those things just don't even matter anymore. Amen. And it, and it's mm -hmm. just such a good example. Now you can tell her, Hey, look, mama has handled things a certain way. And here's why I wouldn't want you to do that. Or even just sharing that with followers right now who might find themselves mm -hmm. in a similar situation. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard though, when you're caught up in the moment. I mean, I know I, I have been there <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I want to say something so bad, but you just right. have to bite your tongue and you're right. You just have to think about those beautiful little girls or yes. little kids and yes. what, how you would want them to react. So Exactly. And all the little girls that are following you, all the young teens that are reading things that you're writing, like I didn't even realize how important it was for me to remain positive and uh, professional with the way I would respond to people like that. And then I realized, oh my God, these I have so many young viewers and young readers like they see me clap back like that, that puts me at that same level as these other people and, you know, that are saying mean things. And I don't want to be that person. And I don't want, like, I wouldn't want my niece or, you know, another girl that's important in my life. Like, I wouldn't want her to fight back like that. Like, 
I, you know, obviously I'd want her to stand up to bullies, but when it comes to saying things badly, I would never want a bad thing to come out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, you don't even have to be a mom really to try to understand that. But for me, I had to, for me, I had to go through that transformation in order to really realize, and I had to go through the, you know, the, the, the loss to figure out what was more important in my life. You live and you learn and you grow and you move on. And, you know, you, you did that gracefully. And thank you. What I, the mindset I've tried to have now with trolls or, because I feel like we get so many nice comments or nice dms a day and then we don't respond to them all but it's like the second i see a mean comment or somebody criticizing me i'm like oh snap i have two seconds right now let me write back or you know justify myself or and then i i it was actually just this week that i was thinking about that because i found myself i'm like why am i wasting more time to respond to somebody who obviously doesn't want to be here or doesn't agree with what I'm doing or, you know, Mm -hmm. is it my people when there's so many people here who I could just put my energy in that instead. So anytime I get a mean comment, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read 10 nice comments and respond to them and just lift myself up because it's it's hard to do though, boy. (laughs) I mean, again, humans. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that you said that because you literally have to consciously tell yourself to do that. And it does make you feel so much better because you're bu- you're too busy loving the people that love you that you aren't spending that much time, you know, hating the people that hate you. It's you're putting your your love and your energy and your focus into the people that matter. And exactly. I think that's so important to do. And I did the same thing. I instead of and, you know, a, a follower had to tell me that. And that's what clicked with me one day was I had responded to a negative comment, but I hadn't yet responded to any of the positive comments. And somebody came in and said, why is it that you are only responding to negative comments? I don't see you respond to positive ones. And I was like, oh my God, like, oh Mm, my God. Yeah, they noticed. That's horrible. And then I realized it myself at that moment. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. This is putting me in a bad place of mind. And so actively responding and thanking people for putting out their time to say such sweet things to you. Oh my gosh, that's such a mood changer, isn't it? It, it is. Whole it just, day just it just switches the whole, beautiful. yeah, it just yeah. switches everything. It's so easy to go down that, that dark hole yeah. when you hear the criticism, but good advice. I know a <laughs> lot of people are wondering how to deal with that. And yeah. Speaking of advice, I know you touched on this a little bit, but what's your biggest advice for somebody starting from zero in social media? I I would say when you're starting off your social media page and whether it's, you know, marketing your own personal identity or marketing a brand, just be truthful to yourself. Be fully authentic to your story, to who you are, even if that you know, even if you don't feel comfortable sharing everything, you obviously don't have to be an open book like I am, but be true to your mission, your purpose, find your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, try different things. Something will click, something will spark you. And you'll notice when people start kind of responding to that, you'll notice what your stronger purpose is. And sometimes it takes a few different paths to find that path and that's okay. And it's never too late. Whether you are 16 years old, 
wanting to be an influencer or you're 50 years old and just beginning a brand new, you know, business venture, as long as you have a purpose and you're staying true to yourself and your story and you're sharing it in a way that people can relate, I feel like that's already such a leg up in this very, very fake world and you will do good. Amen. Finally, just a quick question. Everybody always asks, like any gear that you recommend as far as cameras or apps that help you manage your time? Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm the worst person to ask about time management. I suck because I literally do everything at once. Um, So I, yeah, worse at that. But um, I do. (laughs) 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 I'm not even going to answer like time management apps because I don't even have any of those. Um, But I love, love, love my um, handy dandy um, Sony um, camera. Um, I have the A5100, which is um, kind of older. It's several years old now, Um, but it's just such an easy camera to use because it's point and shoot and the quality is so good. And um, I just leave it on intelligent auto, the green button, and it just kind of like you know, manages all the colors for me and like make sure everything is nice and um, clear for my makeup photos. And I also use it for lifestyle photography um, because the, you know, you can get that nice uh, shallow depth of field, get that background nice and blurry and, and you don't really need to know so much about cameras. It just kind of does everything for you. So I like that camera. I still have it. And every time I break it, I just buy another one. And I'm <laughs> the sure they're probably like, <laughs> you can get them probably at a pretty good price now. Yeah. Cause they're old now. Yeah. You can definitely get them at a good price. Get the lenses. I break my lens all the time because I drop the camera all the time. I'm the worst. Um, so I'm constantly rebuying the lenses and I just buy them used online, you know, Amazon, eBay, you know, doesn't matter. They work really well. And as far as apps that I love, I love Snapseed. I love Facetune. Um, and that those are pretty much the only two apps I really use because mainly I'm using it for, um, you know, either lifestyle pictures or makeup pictures. And I feel like with those apps, you can really, really create um, bomb contents. Um, I don't really use a lot of filters because of being a makeup artist. I need to make sure that the colors are pretty true. And, um, you know, not, not looking like it's not in real life. So, um, I'm not really big on filters for my, um, way of doing things. So I rely more on actual editing. So like on Facetune, I love the blur, the skin smoothing tool. Like if I'm, but I don't use it all over the skin. I zoom in as much as a photo can zoom in. And if I see a little pimple somewhere or a funny line somewhere, I'll just, literally touch over that exact area and nowhere around it because as I don't know if you've noticed but you can zoom into all of my makeup photos and still see the texture of the skin and I love that I love seeing texture of skin I don't like seeing a plastic face so when I do edit something it's you know it's got to be something that's really going to make a significant difference in the photo if I'm going to edit it and it's got to be just that one thing not the surrounding areas. So, um, I like Facetune for that and Snapseed. I like it for lighting. So if I feel like there's some weird shadows, I can remove those. If I feel like the background can get a little brighter, I can selectively brighten up the background or selectively brighten up the face or whatever it is. And it allows you to kind of really, um, do more high-end photo editing that way. It's amazing what we can do just from our phones. I know (laughs) it's incredible. Well, that is all super good advice. And 
I'm so glad you came on and I just I wish like I said I wish we could be in person and get the girls together well when are you coming to LA maybe one day I hope to um I actually hope to make it out there in the fall with just the baby just to take care of a few little things I want to do we will definitely connect yes we will and thank you so much for taking the time to come on I know you're so busy and of course it was my pleasure (laughs) and you do it all you do it all by yourself and then you taking an hour (laughs) and a half out to talk to little old me is oh stop it no No, 100% my pleasure I loved this this was so good it's so so much fun I'm so glad to hear your voice I hope you guys enjoyed this week's two-part episode with Taman Roshan If you are loving the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. It means so much to my little family. And don't forget, I love to continue the conversation further and network and find opportunities for all of you out there on the MIP Insiders Facebook group. Thank you so, so much again for all of your support and tuning in week after week. And I hope you guys all have a happy 4th of July. Bye, mamas.